Episode 20 here of The Crowded Booth. I'm Bryce Coon alongside Cal and Mason here, and we're going to pick up where we left off. Um, part two of this little interview, and um, it's been a little bit of time, guys, between the last time we talked, last time out, we talked about um, kind of what bass fishing is, kind of how people are getting introduced to it, how you got introduced to it, um, and, and Cal kind of helped you along there and, and kind of talked about what people might not know about the sport. Um, today we're going to talk a little more specifically about y'all. Um, when we visited you last time, it was about a week or the weekend before the state championship and kind of the end of your high school career. And um, Mason, I'll let you start talking about that. How, how has all this um, gone here in the past three months from the time that you graduated high school and had all these tournaments until you went to college? And talk a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's been a rush. It's been crazy, man. I remember, you know, we were sitting here just a couple months ago talking about going into state and just everything since then has just been a, a roller coaster, man. It's really gone really fast can't believe it's over but um so state we were going into it super optimistic uh you know we thought we had a good game plan together and um it ended up being okay uh what happens we went in we went into it thinking we could catch them deep and uh didn't go so well we caught 10 and a half pounds while the majority of the field was actually catching you know upper close to the 20 mm -hmm. 20 pound range and so we realized pretty quickly that wasn't going to cut it we needed to change up our game plan and so uh, the next day we decided to go shallow and we caught what was it almost 21 pounds basically and uh smoked them shallow and so ended up being really good en ended up actually getting seventh place uh in the state championship for bass and uh that was really good it uh wasn't wasn't what we really wanted we wanted to get that win because mm -hmm. that would have been super cool to have flw state championship win on top of a bass but uh you know can't complain we, we had a big rebound from what we did the first day so mm -hmm. can't complain with that and I guess, Cal, if you want to talk a little bit about Pickwick. Yeah. yeah, so you had a tournament in between there in Nashville that not a lot of people know about, and you can talk about that as well, Cal. Yeah, actually, uh, what it was is we fished two different organizations, FLW and Bass, mm -hmm. and actually uh, this year we were fortunate enough we qualified for FLW Nationals and Bass Nationals. So um, not too long after state, we had FLW Nationals. That was on Pickwick Lake in Florence, Alabama. And last year in that tournament, we actually finished second. So. Mm -hmm. We were going in with uh, with high hopes, hoping we could we could do the, the same exact thing, and uh, we had uh, we had a mediocre practice. We found some fish, and going into the first day, we were uh, you know we were just excited to get out there. Pickwick is our favorite lake, so uh, anytime you get to fish a tournament on your favorite lake, it's always a good time. And that first day, we uh, we just had an unbelievable day. Um, Mason caught his personal best smallmouth. I caught my personal best largemouth. It was just. A, an awesome day and uh, we were going into the second day in fourth place which is about right where we were sitting last year and then we ended up taking the lead last year but this year it was a, a little bit different we um you know, this, this is one of the I think it's the most humbling sport out there mm -hmm. because you can catch them one day and then the next day you'll, uh, you'll get your heart broke which is exactly what happened to us we were stoked to get back out there um, because we really wanted to get that national championship win after coming so close last year. And that second day, we were definitely humbled, and we didn't even catch a keeper. We we came in with a big fat zero that second day, which uh, isn't going to cut it. It uh, it made us quite emotional. And mm -hmm. but you know you get you got to move on. It happens to everybody, even the best of them. And uh, we had a, a few awesome friends that helped us out mm -hmm. with that. And uh, you know. It, we just went in with high hopes in the next one, which I guess you can talk about for sure. And so then after that, we had uh, 
Bass National Championship, which would be our last high school tournament. We fished that last week. And uh, so again, we were super fortunate. We couldn't believe we qualified for, for both organizations uh, two years in a row. That's that's really cool. We got to do that. So uh, again, just going into it with super high hopes. We really wanted to just win the thing, going into our last high school tournament. And that's mm -hmm. really what we ultimately wanted. Um, had a really good practice, actually. Um, we knew what we wanted to do. We wanted to go shallow, and we uh, we were catching we were catching several three pounders and, and the occasional four from from time to time. So uh, that was that was really good considering what we've been mm -hmm. talking to people yeah. about what they've been catching. And uh, August is super tough uh, fishing pretty much around the, around the country. It's always really tough in August. So we knew if we could get around twelve pounds a day, we'd be looking really good. And so uh, anyway, first day in the tournament, we ended up uh, we caught. It would have would have been nine pounds four mm -hmm. ounces uh but he actually caught a five pounder in like the last 30 seconds i mean we were, we were really really pushing actually probably probably more than we should have mm -hmm. and uh we got super excited we're, we're jumping around you know and finally got that kicker bite we needed and that, that was actually on our third fish we only caught yeah. three fish for the day and um and so we got all excited and, and you know we start firing off more casts trying to get trying to you know, we were fishing all out deep, so most of the time you catch a fish offshore, there's going to be a school there, and so we wanted to get back in that school and try to get them while they were fired up. In the process, we didn't realize that we only had like three minutes to get back to the to the weigh-in, mm -hmm. even though we could we could see literally where the where the bridge is is, is where the where the weigh-in was in Paris, and uh, man, we we tried to get out of there as fast as we could and get there. We were in the line at 3:45, and uh, actually we. As, as soon as we, we went to throw our buoy in the net, the clock tick, ticked over Ooh. to 3.46. And so they got us a minute, minute late. And so that's a pound. And in a tough tournament in August like that, man, that really cost us a lot. Yeah. And so we waited 9-4, and that ended up being 8-4. And so that, that position was pretty decently in the field mm -hmm. for the first day. Uh, we knew we were going to have to catch them the next day to really, uh, you know, we had to make that top 12 cut to make it to the final day. Um, so then the next day, actually first fish of the morning, Cal caught another five pounder. And so this kid was on fire, man. We, we really, really needed those two fives. It helped yeah. us a ton. Um, and the next day we would we ended up weighing, uh, I think it was 8.15 yep. the second day. After a dead fish penalty. So yep. the big we one just, died yeah, yeah. the second day. And we, so we just, uh, that tournament, we just, we had, we made a lot of bad choices and to have a good tournament and, and uh, tournament bass fishing, you, you got to make good choices. You got to make the right decisions, and uh, and time is everything. And we just didn't manage our time well. We didn't make good decisions, and uh, and to, like I said, to have a good tournament, you just can't let that happen. And um, I mean, we fished as hard as we possibly could, and, uh, and tried to get five decent fights a day, mm -hmm. but it just just didn't happen. And like I said, we we uh, didn't make good choices, and. That's just something you can learn from. You know, it's all a learning experience. You learn something every day you're out on the water, and that's what we took from that is a, is a learning experience. So. so you talk about kind of the end of your high school career didn't quite end the way you imagined it. Um, I will ask you this, though. For each of you, and Mason go first, what was the best memory of your high school fishing career at Harris County? Best memory? Um, you know, I, it's, it's probably cliche to say this, but, man, that, that second place um, – at Pickwick last year for the FLW National Championship, uh, you know, just the just the whole experience of mm -hmm. that as a whole was was so mind blowing to me. It was my first year fishing, and, and we had won a state championship uh, earlier 
earlier in that spring of that year, but but just the the mind blowing experience that was, I can't even tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first day I caught a five and a half pounder. The second second day, Cal caught a five and a half. And I think just that those moments were probably the most special in my high school career because I, I just remember looking at the bag we had those those three days and just thinking like, holy cow, we're doing it. And just the whole the whole thing was just so surreal. I mean, it, it, it literally everything went so right. We never had we never had a tournament, much less a three day tournament goes mm-hmm. so right. And I'll never forget, you know, when we actually we got crowned as the champions, that was an insane moment. And, and granted, second place is, is amazing too. But but you know that that moment of getting crowned champs chance was was one of the most memorable. And uh, and then ultimately getting second was was very memorable <laughs> too. But but that whole experience for sure would have to be my most memorable. Yeah, definitely a surreal experience to see what you've accomplished and have three days in a row where you're that that successful. Now, Cal, he took a really good one. Um, but what for you, what would your kind of a little bit of a longer time you've been doing it more than Mason, but what is your best memory here uh, in high school as you get ready for college? Uh, man, Mason actually took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. I mean, it's, it's hard not to pick that one because like mm-hmm. he said, it was, uh, you know, in a multi-day tournament like that and going into the last day leading, you know, you have all eyes on you and, and that was really our first experience of, you know, all these, you know, it was a televised mm-hmm. show. So, you know, we had all these cameras following us around and we really got a taste of like what hopefully our future is, yeah. is going to be about. And, uh, and it was, and for anybody who doesn't know about that, we did, uh, in that tournament, we weighed in the last day and there was a glitch in the computers with the weights and we got crowned the champions, even though we really weren't, we lost by like a pound and a half, but, um, what what was my my most memorable experience, and it was at that tournament was when that happened. Uh, they offered to to FLW offered to crown us co-champions, which would basically mean it's a tie between us and the team mm-hmm. that actually won. But Mason and I made made the decision that you know we came in second, so that's what we wanted. Yeah. We went to the tournament director. We told him, look, we don't want co-champions. There's no co-champions in bass fishing. They had more weight over the three days than we did, so they won. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we told him we wanted our second place. We got our second place plaques, and we, we took them with pride. And what I will always forget through the rest of my fishing career, or, or what I'll always remember mm-hmm. through the rest of my fishing career is um, FLW that very next day because they were, the next day was the last day of that tournament and uh, um, FLW had recognized us for, for doing what we did which mm-hmm. they didn't have to do but they did and we appreciate them for that but after all, all that and everything was said and done um, we had adults coming up to us and crying and, and <laughs> hugging us and saying how how proud they were of this, the decision we made, and how they want their, they hope their kids will soon make good choices yeah. like that. And I mean, as much as I'd, I'd like to say we were trying to set an, set an example, mm-hmm. we were just doing what we felt was right. Yeah. And uh, and seeing those those grown adults, you know, that that are however many years <laughs> older than us, come up to us crying and saying how proud they they were of the decision we made. It, it meant something to Mason and I, and we took that. And uh, and it, I know I'm sure Mason can say the same. It's always gonna gonna be right here through the rest of my fishing sure. career because that's just something that that uh, 
that I took, and um, I'll never forget because that was uh, that was crazy. Yeah, definitely sounds like a really cool experience. Both of you kind of taking something different away from that same mm -hmm. tournament. Um, now we, we look towards now, and, and when we're recording this, you are a week away from moving in uh, at uh, University of Montevallo in Alabama. Um, you know, you're going over there, you have left your high school career here, and you're looking towards the future. And a big part of it is the Outdoor Scholars Program um, that Mason's actually got the shirt on. He's repping right now. Um, but Mason, talk to us a little bit about that program, what it means for you two to be able to um, enter that program and how it's going to help you further your, not only while you're there, but maybe your future. Right. So the Outdoor Scholars Program, first of all, if I could draw it up, you know, literally just middle school Mason, you know, what, what college I would want to go to, the perfect scenario. If I could draw it all out and just pinpoint everything I'd want in a program at a college, this is it, man. I mean, it's 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 truly incredible. Uh, the whole way it was started is 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 pretty amazing, and, and you know, it shows what support it has. Mm -hmm. uh, the president of the college, Dr. John Stewart, uh, he he was a really big outdoorsman. He was a he was a professional red fisherman, is what what he did. Uh, caught redfish inshore, and uh, was a really good tournament angler on, on that side of things. And also really enjoyed uh, hunting and outdoors, really big quail hunter also. And so he, he recognized that there was basically, there wasn't, there wasn't enough ways for kids to get plugged into this outdoor industry and, and, and make connections mm -hmm. and, you know, and just, just get these connections to, to, better, to better put them in a position to get into the outdoor industry. And so uh, recognizing that, he, he came up with the idea for the Outdoor Scholars Program, which basically you know, originally it was it was just a way to award kids that were, were out there in, in the outdoors and, and doing well, you know, whether it be con conservation projects or, or what me and Cal do, you know, we, we, we fish tournaments and, and uh, you know, represent the outdoors in that way. And so, uh, so it started, it was started only, I think, four years back now. And, um, and basically, it, it's, it's really, it's really grown since then. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we, we got put into that and we're we're just super excited, man, because I know it's gonna bring us a lot of lot of opportunities in the future. Gonna introduce introduce us to some probably really key people, you know, that we yeah. can shake hands with and, and might end up uh, you know, being our bosses one day. So really yeah. cool experience. And one of the things that's also cool, it's a program that allows for you guys and not only you people like doing conservation, anything with outdoors to continue to do what they love. Oh, yeah. uh, whether you, have, you don't really see that a lot. I mean, with other sports, you it's obvious. You see people, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, yeah. softball, any of that. But for, for fishing, like we talked about in the last episode, where it's kind of, it's, it's growing, but people are still learning about it. It's an opportunity for it to kind of get put on the map. And I know that's something that y'all want to see as well. Um, but we'll talk about this as we uh, start to wrap up here. You have the Outdoor Scholars Program. You'll, you'll spend your college career there. What is the, um, the idea, the plan for you, you all in the future? Uh, what is the, the goal and um, you know, maybe the dream for you all? Um, well, for me, uh, I'm, I'm Mason and I both are going to Montevallo. We're going to major uh, for a business and marketing degree. And that, for one, will just help us be in the outdoor, outdoors industry. Um, it's all marketing, mm -hmm. and anybody who knows a lot about the sport of fishing or the sport of hunting knows that it's all marketing. So, getting that degree, it'll just help us in case our our uh, our future dreams don't work out. We have mm -hmm. something to fall back on. Which mine would be 
you know, the dream has always been become a professional fisherman. I've been passionate about fishing my whole life. And uh, it's always been the dream. I've grown up watching all these professionals that I look up to. And every time I'm, I'm watching a show, even even now at the age of 18, almost 19, I still look, look at these guys and I'm like, I want to do that one yeah. day. So that's always been the dream for me is to become a, a professional bass fisherman. And so that's what I'm going to shoot for. But, again, if, if that doesn't work out, I'll have that business and marketing degree at Montevallo to fall back on. And I just want to do something in the industry if – if the professional fishing doesn't work out, then, then just something in the industry will will make me really happy. Staying within that field is one That's of the it. biggest things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what about you, Mason? Uh, I mean, I'm with Cal. You know, uh, I never, I never planned on saying a professional fisherman would be the thing that I'd want to do. But with the way, with the success we've had, I mean, it really. It really brings the question. You know, is that is that something that I want to do? So here mm-hmm. lately, you know, that's. That's definitely definitely a dream of mine. It'd be, it'd be amazing to make a living, you know, catching fish on the on the whether it be Bassmasters or, mm-hmm. or the FLW Tour. And so, um, you know, going forward, that'd be something that would be at the top of the list that I'd like to chase. But if not, um, you know, it, just being in the outdoor industry is, is what my true mm-hmm. passion for a career would be. You know, that's that's where I really want to be. So uh, now I feel confident that we can. Uh, we can do what we need to do and work hard, and I think I think me and Cal will both be fine. I think we can find us a job in the outdoor <laughs> industry. So that's my plans for sure. And one of the best things you're still young, and you have all these opportunities you've already had, and the ones you're going to get through that outdoor scholars program is uh, going to be very beneficial. So I want to thank you both for coming on and uh, talking a little bit about that from the first episode, talking about why people need to fish. And if you hadn't seen that episode, make sure to check it out. As Cal was very adamant, it is not about luck. Um, it is about it takes skill, just like any other sport. Which was one of the things that really stood out to me is that uh, what Cal said, and we won't spoil it all for you, but about how other sports require skill. So why wouldn't this one? That's right. And, um, that was one of the, the key things that uh, Cal pointed out. But uh, thank you for watching and. Uh, Hopefully you can keep up with both of these guys as we continue to watch their career and how it progresses. And if you hadn't seen that first episode, check that one out. And then uh, watch this one after that. Make sure to follow us on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow these guys as well as continue to follow their career. And uh, make sure to like and subscribe as well. And we want to thank you for watching.